Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony podcast. My name's Alicia, along with my co-host Todd, and we're going to explore what exactly is Myrony. Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives, but what if you started paying closer attention to your Myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as we like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now, that's Myrony. Hi, and welcome to episode two of That's Myrony. My name's Alicia, and I'm here with my co-host, Todd, and we are so excited to finally share how Myrony has affected both of our lives in extremely profound ways. I truly believe it was Myrony that connected Todd and I, and the Myronic story is what we're going to focus on in this episode. Now, before Todd and I get into how we met, for those that don't know already and didn't listen to episode one, which if you didn't, highly recommend you do so you can get the backstory on how Myrony was discovered. But if you didn't get a chance to listen to that one, what exactly is Myrony? Myrony, or we can break it down as my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. The actual definition we've come up with is the ironic coincidences or flukes that make you ask, is the universe or God responsible? So when something happens that you can't explain, chances are, that's Myrony. How Myrony came about was six years ago when I noticed these coincidences, synchronicity, signs, and then realized this was a word that could apply to everyone because we have all experienced these coincidences at some time or another. So this concept has been brewing for a very long time. And that is why I am so excited to be here with Todd and finally having a chance to share with all of you. If you like this concept, with your help, the Myrony tribe, we can hopefully have Myrony become part of our vocabulary, just like selfie. It wasn't that long ago that no one knew the word selfie, right? It's funny because Myrony is actually the opposite of selfie, where selfie is only about me and Myrony is actually recognizing something greater than me. And Myronies are way more fun. So now that you have a little bit better idea about Myrony, I'm now going to finally turn it over to my amazing friend and co-host, Todd Courtney, so he can share some of his background. And later, we're going to connect it all together with how it was absolutely thanks to Myrony that brought us together to do this podcast. So hi, Todd. And first off, thanks for agreeing to be part of That's Myrony, because seriously, there is no one else I'd rather be co-hosting with. <laughs> well, finally, I get a chance to speak, of course. You know, I missed the first session. I wasn't sick. I think she told people I was sick, so I wouldn't be on that first one. But no, it's great to be here. It is a truly myronic story, how we put this together, how we met. The whole thing is kind of mind-blowing to myself uh, still to this day. But I think it's going to be fun sharing these stories and sharing other people's stories uh, with our listeners um, because they're going to learn a lot, like I did, from you. Miss yeah. Myronic. I call her Miss Myronic, <laughs> but that's just my own little pet name. <laughs> the divine design that 
brought us together. Yeah, ultimately. which was that faithful day on our way to San Francisco on, uh, for an appointment my dad had uh, made at a church up there with a pastor. You were and he were on the insurance side, and they brought me in for our Max Ryan's Foundation, which is a whole other topic. And the appointment was canceled. Yes. And so how that all happened. <laughs> now, it's pretty funny because Todd has a really big family. And so Todd and I, we would never have the opportunity to chat. So this one day when we're driving up, I had this little, my li as I keep saying, my little spiritual spidey sense. My spidey sense said, tell them about this book, Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss. And so I had actually already told his dad about it. So that was very cool because if you haven't read this book, really read it. Todd, what do you think about that book? Well, the book is, the book is fantastic. In fact, all of his books are fantastic. I had not heard of them until you brought them up. Um, and so, but let's, let me, let me paint a little backstory picture when she talks about how large our family is, because we'll have to put that in, in, in the right context. First of all, she would go to my office and me and my, my father share the same office space, but we have separate, uh, separate companies. And I'm extremely busy going 100 miles an hour. And they're, of course, going 100 miles an hour in a different direction. So I would see Alicia come and go to the office. I'd say hi. And that was about it. She, I think you came to our house one time for Easter. Yes, we have a very large, uh, very large family. And it's hard to have a long conversation with multiple people. So even then, we didn't get a chance to talk. So I think the first you know, spiritual breadcrumb or, or dot that we connected, of course, you got to connect and going backwards, not going forward, was this faithful appointment going to San Francisco where my father asked me to go so I can talk to the pastor about the foundation and getting our children's books into the hands of this little kids at the church. And it's for those of you to, you know, again, to paint a deeper picture, it's about a 45 to, to 55, 60 minute drive. So you have plenty of time in the car to chat. So that's kind of how the backstory is. So people understand where this came from. And then when she started talking about Brian Weiss, I was intrigued, uh, yet I had not heard of him. And since then, I have, of course, read every one of his books. Uh, I, would say, I would say his books have answered the balance of the questions that I had about life. And I had a lot of questions about life. Uh, and I wasn't getting the answers. There were too many things that perplexed me about the whys. And reading his books, and I think there's about five or six that I have read, uh, almost, I would say, answered almost every question I had. Maybe not every question. There's bigger questions. But the questions that were most perplexing and puzzling to me were answered via those books. And I have since dove deeper into other books that you've unveiled to me as well. <laughs> well, those books literally saved my life. And I would not be here today if it wasn't for those books. So I am eternally grateful yeah. I get to it. Dr. Weiss because yeah. the, the level of profound knowledge that you receive in these books. So we highly recommend to all of you, check these books out. Oh, I can't tell you how many I've bought. I know you've bought a ton for friends. <laughs> I have bought a ton for friends. I will just, I'll buy them on Amazon and have them ship to people because it is, they are, I can't say it is, they are that good. Yeah. So, so anyway, on this, um, yeah, fateful day, um, I had my little spidey son said, tell Todd about Brian Weiss. Now, I didn't know what she was talking about. So <laughs> we, we had this conversation and he was like, oh, wow, that sounds really cool. And then spidey son said again, tell him about Myrony. And I'm like, 
okay. So myrony is this word that I came up with in 2015. And so I remember saying to his dad, like, hey, I haven't told you. I've created a word that's not in existence, but it's meant to be. One day, the world is meant to know about myrony. <laughs> so <laughs> tell Todd about myrony. And then the myrony is. We're here. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> no. But telling the dots in between, of course. <laughs> no, well, let me let me add a little bit to that because she's telling me this and I'm like, oh yeah, that is interesting. That's trippy. But you're right. You know, the whole selfie nation, the world, everybody's taking selfies, everybody's posting pictures of themselves. It's a very egotistical uh, time that we live in right now. And, and uh, getting people to think about the synchronicities and the spiritual breadcrumbs and, and the myronies in our lives as Basically, you have shown me how to look at them. They unveil at a much faster pace when you can pinpoint. You know, I'm, and now I get to a point where I almost can connect the dots right away. I no yeah. longer have to look back. I know. In, in You've life. tapped into your superpower. Oh, it's, it's so crazy. what is your superpower? What's your name for the superpower? <sighs> the name, the name. The name. I haven't really named it yet. It, it's, I have this deep inner sense. I, I, I do get that. I get these feelings when I'm, when I'm on track. I see numbers when I'm on track. I see the, you know, the clock at 1010, the 1212, the 222s. I see that all the time. The same thing happens to Jackie. We see them together. Um, but I haven't got that name yet like okay. you call your spidey sense well maybe we'll figure we'll out what your superpower <laughs> is but we know you have a superpower yeah. because you see these almost as much as i do now which is awesome so but what was the myrony of that day i would say that the the first dot was the canceled appointment <laughs> because yeah. we would not i mean here's the here's the point of that because had that appointment not been canceled we wouldn't have gone to breakfast so we chatted in the car, we, we, we started the conversation on the tail end of the drive, and we in, engaged in the conversation at breakfast in this little joint in San Francisco, and then st things started to pick up steam, and I got more intrigued, more intrigued. I, I think I immediately bought those books uh, as soon as we got back, and, <laughs> and, and I probably have read 10 books since that she has told me about, and each one was the exact book needed at the exact right time, even signs by Laura Lynn Jackson, yes. exact right book at the exact right time. So had that appointment not been made by my father, I've been invited to go with you guys and not had that appointment not been canceled. None of, of what we're doing right now. We wouldn't even be having this podcast right now. I don't nope. think. Nope. It was meant to be. It was truly, as we say, divine design. Like yeah. we were brought together that one moment and if for those that may have listened to the last um the last episode i talked about the one time i did not trust my uh my intuition and i ended up losing everything and from that moment on i would always listen to my intuition no matter what and that's actually also going to be part of this we're going to go into that because it's so important to always trust that intuition that is your superpower yeah yeah and it's not always easy because in a world we live in that that is that is extremely fast and in fact quite honestly even though i enjoyed the story and i enjoyed the books and and uh you would you would say uh we, we're going to do this podcast we got to do this podcast i'm like we what what do you mean we I, i've got children's books to do i've got a foundation i got i got a business to run I am, I am so fragmented in so many directions. I'm like, I don't have time, but it seemed 
so intriguing that it was like, well, maybe, and I am that kind of, you know, I, I live by the Nike creed, just do it. Uh, and and here we are, yeah. here we are, we're, we're doing it. But it's, I, I at first was like, I don't know. I don't know if I should bite this off. I don't know. But, you know, again, here we are, episode number two, uh, going down that, that path, all from that one breadcrumb. But it was a lot of other things that were added in between as well. Absolutely. And that's what we're going to go into. Okay. So we were talking about how we had this initial conversation and I was there on the insurance side. You were there on your children's book sides for the foundation. So now why don't you tell our audience a little bit how you came up with Max Rhymes? <laughs> uh, yes. That one fateful day. Uh, for me, it was simply just a, a strange knowing I had, I had this inner knowing of I, I could have more impact on a lot more people in the world. So it was about 14 years ago, it was 2006, I remember it, and it was a January, February timeframe. And I just asked to, to give me something else to do with my life. For me, it was God that I asked. For others, it might be Allah, uh, Buddha, the universe, it, it doesn't matter. But for me, it was God, and I said, God, please just give me something else to do with my life. And, but let me paint the picture. I had the, the white picket fence, I had the beautiful family, the, the cute little dog, and the vacations, the nice cars, and all that stuff but I could tell that it wasn't enough. I could tell it wasn't, well, I should say it this way, it wasn't fulfilling because if I just kept doing what I was doing, all I would do was get a bigger house or bigger cars or bigger vacations. And I, I, I already had an inner sense that it wouldn't be fulfilling. And then what happened was a chain of events started happening. We were at the airport. Uh, my, my wife was telling me about this book. We got it, we read it that opened the floodgates to my mind, and I started reading like a banshee. Now, let me give a little more backstory on that. I hated reading. I was never <laughs> I a reader. I did too, I did not read. And you know what's really funny? 2006 was when I was introduced to Many Lives, Many Masters. Okay, there's another irony yeah. right there. And these books were written in the 90s. That's what's crazy, we find them so late, but perfect for us. That one was actually written in the 80s. Wow, see, and I'm surprised you're not, uh, you weren't a big reader back then because, you just seem like a reader. I don't know why. Well, what, you do too. <laughs> and I don't know how I become. A, how do I become an author, a writer, when I wasn't a reader? I hated English class. If my if my junior high school teacher knew I was an author, maybe she does. I don't even know. Um, I mean, she would just. She would probably if she were drinking water, she'd spit it out in in shock because I just I hated it. I hated That's prepositional funny. phrases, adverbs, verbs, and all that crap. I didn't care. Anyway. Um, that then pushed me down this road to, to help people. I, it, it actually changed my life. The first thing it did is it changed me, and I'll never forget a quote by Wayne Dyer, which is, once you change, everything around you changes. And That's I, a I've, wonderful quote. Yeah, I probably have never, never read anything more truer than that statement, because what we try to do as humans is we try to get other people to change, thinking that'll make us happy, and it doesn't. We have to change us first. Once we change, everything around us changes. And so that's what I did. I became a better father. I became a better husband. I became a better friend, a better boss. I, Do you remember I, what the book it was? The Is first book? book? Yeah, it was The Secret. Aha. Which I will, I will say was a, it's a great starter book. Um, it's not as deep as, as I need now. Now I would consider it a little more fluffy, but at the time it completely opened the floodgates. And yeah. when we were, we were flying down to Mexico and meanwhile, I was halfway through the book. 
my wife were sharing it back and forth. We had two seats across from each other on aisles and we would share it. She would read it and then she'd fall asleep and I, I'd take <laughs> it from her and I'd start so reading fun. it. Well, yeah, because we didn't have the electronics at the time to be able, we actually had to have physical books. Yeah. 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 And I was, I'm a, and I, I like paper better anyway. I, but what was weird was we were down with a group of friends who were like eight or 10 of us down in Estapa uh, for my buddy's anniversary. So we had rented this big bomber of a house. We had a great time. But in the back of my mind, that whole trip, I couldn't wait to get back home to go to Barnes and Noble and get more books. Wow. It's the strangest thing. This coming from somebody who hated English class, was never a big reader. All I would read are business books, things like that. I just wasn't a novel reader and I could not wait. That is the weirdest thing that, that transformed my life. And in five years, I doubled my insurance practice, what took me 20 years to originally build. Wow, that's amazing. All from how to think, right? Mm-hmm. And so, okay. so from there, I, I was coaching classes. I took my, the knowledge I garnered and I wanted to share it with others. So I started teaching business groups and I was horrible. <laughs> I got to tell you, I was absolutely horrible. I'll never forget. First office, I was at their real estate offices. One guy was falling asleep. I'm like, oh my God, am I that bad? I guess I am that bad. But before long, I was teaching four classes twice a month. So that was, I was doing eight meetings a month. And what happens is you become a much better student when you're the teacher. Absolutely. And so I kept reading, I kept reading. But before long, I felt in real time, and again, I've, I've read about people having this inner knowing. I've never had an inner knowing. I didn't realize I had it. I've had it, but I yeah. didn't realize it. It wasn't until Laura Lynn Jackson's book, uh, The Light Between Us. Is that right? That was yeah. when she talked about her psychic gifts and she talked about her strongest one that's known as knowing and it's also known as claircognizance. Yeah. And it was when I read that that I was like, oh my God, that's what I have. Yeah. Yeah. But the funniest irony to that, the, the to- <laughs> I kept seeing this word Jackson over and over. The song Miss Jackson would like play and I'd be like, why, why, is, that, why is that ringing any sense to me? Because it was funny because yeah. my dad's name was Jack, but my mom's pet name for him was Jackson. So I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of weird. But I would see Jackson everywhere. Yeah, it was for Laura Lynn Jackson. Isn't that funny? That's Isn't my that funny? No, it is. It, it <laughs> is. And and I it was weird because when I asked that question in 2006 to give me something else to do with my life, it was I had this strange inner knowing I could have more impact on a lot more people. Now, I could pretend, okay, I sold insurance. Somebody's house burnt down, I'd fix it. If somebody's car got wrecked, we'd get them a new one. If somebody died, we'd get them a check. But it, it, I knew that wasn't it. And, and I'd been doing this a very long time and, and, and successful at it. It was strange coming from my, my own personality that I wanted to do something different. It was, it was weird because it was outside of the proverbial box that I was plugged into. So, but anyway, I started doing that. But after about three years, I think it was like three years in those classes teaching these, these uh, business uh, real estate uh, groups. Yeah, you sucked at it. Yeah, which by the way, we never talked about, I wasn't teaching them real estate. Yeah, I sucked at The first one was horrible, but everybody does, right? No of one course. steps up to the plate and hits a home run. Yeah. I mean, maybe the, the, the anomaly, but I'm certainly not that. And uh, so, but anyway, now you throw me off track. I forgot what I was going to say. Darn it. Why did you Sorry. do that? <laughs> That's my irony. I'm probably going to say something else now. 
<laughs> well, it's funny because while you were having this awakening of like, oh, I want to do something better, my life was literally falling apart and I'm just trying to keep myself alive. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and I get that because your story is so trippy because one of the things, in fact, I was at, um, uh, I went to go see Wayne Dyer, Jackie and I did uh, in Hawaii, and one of the gals was asking another gal a question, another speaker there, and, and she was saying, you know, I don't have anything uh, that ever happened to me traumatic in my life. I don't have a, a thing. You know, Oprah talks about what happened to her and all these people that are on the big stages and they're talking, they all talk about this life transformation, but they had this crappy childhood and, and molested and whatever, they, whatever their story is. And I was listening to this gal and I, was, I knew I was the same way. I'm like, I don't have a story. And, and that was, it's strange, but that was troubling to me because I, I felt by reading all of these books by all these various authors who all had these troubling backgrounds, they came from nothing, became successful, came from nothing, being successful. I'm like, but I, again, I had this weird knowing that, well, that can't just be it. It can't just be all those people that had these, these yeah. unfortunate upbringings. Uh, what happened to just regular people? I, I had nobody's got a perfect upbringing, of course, but I didn't have anything traumatic and everything was great. And my business was great. My life was great. Why do I want to disrupt the apple cart? I, I mean, it, literally, why do I want to disrupt it? And can I do it? Or am I plagued from being, you know, middle-class and being trapped there because I didn't have anything traumatic that those were real thoughts going through my head. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's fair. That's totally fair. Cause I mean, truthfully, a lot of people grow from the challenges that we go through. Like I actually said, like the, the challenges are sometimes the necessary pieces to our life puzzle. Yeah. Good thing your higher self was like, hey, you don't need to go through hell. <laughs> yeah, no, thank goodness too. I, I, I wouldn't want to. No, oh, it's not I, fun. Now I remember when you cut me off last time. Now okay. I remember what I was talking about. No, what it was, was I had that inner knowing again when I was in the meeting about two and a half, three years into it when I started realizing, and again, these, these were realtors, but we weren't talking about real estate and we weren't talking about insurance. We were talking about how to create balance in life of health, wealth, and happiness. And it suddenly hit me in real time that I'm not here for them. I'm here to learn, but I'm here at the time, and I'll, I'll preface here, uh, get a little further back. I was coaching my kids in sports. My boys were, I think, eight at the time, my twins, and my daughter was 10, and, and specifically at that time, my daughter's softball teams, and I was teaching the girls what to do when they step up to the plate, how to mentally think. You know, if you see a, a certain tree, just hit towards a tree. When, when the girls were pitching, I would, I would show them and teach them how to visualize while they were pitching. And we started winning championships with average oh, girls. Wow. Average girls. Yeah. So it was, so that, that power of thought and power of the mind. Oh yeah. And, and so that was the first trigger that, Oh, okay. I'm supposed to help teens. So then I had this idea and this is, this is how long kind of these stories go. Cause you asked me, how did I start Max Rhymes? Well, I can't tell you without giving this backstory. Yeah, we want to hear it. I want to hear it. I don't even know yeah. this backstory. So I'm sure the listeners are, yeah, you guys want to hear it, right? Yeah, because it, it is strange. It's strange because how these dots connected. Oh, yeah. So this is 2006. And so now we can you know, fast forward maybe three or four years. And when, I, when I'm in, into, because I taught those business groups for five years. And then in between is when I was shifting gears and writing the book for teens. Uh, because that's what I started doing when I started, and I had teens come to the house, and I was coaching them, 
some of my, my, my sister was coaching volleyball team. I was helping their team. I mean, all kinds of weird stuff. So weird meaning outside of what I was doing. I was an insurance broker. Okay. So, so I mean, that's real exciting, complete, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something complete <laughs> polar opposite. So I write this book and again, what am I doing? I wrote, I written, I'll never forget. I wrote three chapters. I go, I'm done. My wife, my wife asked me, well, what did you write about? I don't know. Ooh. She's like, well, what do you mean you don't know? You just, you just told me you finished three chapters. I know. So what did you write about? I don't know. Did you channel it? I, I had to actually reread it. And when I did, I'm like, oh, that's not that bad. I actually wrote, I wrote that. I mean, a guy who hated English class. And so it was pretty funny. So anyway, um, I don't want to go too deep into that. But then we, I, I, at the same time, I was creating a website for teenagers called Teens Can Dream to kind of help them understand. It's just like the book, to help them understand why they think the way they think, which is in many cases, destructive thoughts. And I was trying to flip those upside down so they can learn how to have constructive thoughts. Then out of the blue, this other idea hits me because I'm working with a couple gals, uh, actually adults that are physically ill, psychologically weak, and financially upside down. And yeah, both one was in my business group and another. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't her. I didn't know. I didn't know Alicia then. So I helped both of these women. And right, right, right side up them. And they, one's got an incredible life now and the other one's working on it into an incredible life. And it was so powerful, but I, it made me want to do something again on the health side at this point. And I was like, wow, if I can help a couple of really messed up adults, what could I do for kids? And I got these, this idea, we'll create an animation video for kids with leukemia. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. That sounds great. But there's only two problems. I don't know anything about leukemia. Not one thing. No one in my family had it. Nobody, no friends, no neighbors, nobody. Two, I know nothing about animation. Nothing. Yeah. So when you say you got this idea, like go a little, I mean, that's a crazy idea. All I can say was just that. An idea hit me. I, I know Did now what it was. like a ton of bricks? Not at the time. Okay. Not at the time. And I, and I want to be clear on that because it's not like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go into that once we go back to Laura Lynn Jackson's book, The Sign, okay. Signs. Yeah. Because that's when I really put together what was happening. But in real time, at the time, I just thought it was an idea. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, but, but I felt compelled to do it after six months, because for six months, I'm like, there's no way I can do this. It just kind of like ate away at you. Like you just knew you need to do it. That's actually how I met your dad. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Instead of how I met your, how, how I met your mother. It's like how I met your father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the TV show. <laughs> yep. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. No, I it was like that because I got the proverbial needle in the back saying, Hey, you know, cause literally three months, four months, I'm not doing that. I don't know anything about either subject and literally six months. So I'm, I'm out in the wilderness. It's oh dark thirty. Sunrise is coming up, uh, and it's beautiful out. I'm just checking things out, snapping photographs, and I'm, I, I, if I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. I, I don't know anything about it. And I get this like, whatever message in my head that says, look, you asked to do something else with your life, so do it. And I'm like, oh, great, great. <laughs> Push it back on me because it was. It's true. Oh, I was yeah. the one who asked. And so, yeah. and so I said, okay, okay, fine. I'll do it. And this is the, I, I feel like some crazy guy, but thank goodness I'm out in the wilderness all by myself. 
And I felt like some crazy person going, okay, fine, I'll do it. But you know I don't know anything about either topic. So you have to put the right people in my place. So what do I do? I go to Craigslist. And I put an ad in Craigslist and go, uh, you know, typing it. Uh, need a, looking for an animator for a startup company in Silicon Valley. You know, looking to help children with leukemia. The last line said, looking, uh, must be willing to bet on the come. What that means is, I don't have the money to pay you. But if you do the work, you know, and, and we're successful at this, maybe you'll get paid. I don't know. Some people literally email me back chastising me as another schmuck wanting free work. And I'm like in my head, I'm going, no, man, I'm just on this quest. I had this idea and I didn't want to do it. Now I'm compelled to push to do it. So I'm doing it. And I love that you sound as crazy as I do. Oh, it's just awesome. Yeah. And I really did think you were crazy. So I mean, it's just weird that now you're telling me I, I sounded crazy. So now I know what I sounded like. No, but it was, it was, it was literally just like that. And Three and a half months go by, and I get this email from Nilesh Patel. Well, that's what I pronounce it. I've, I've learned since then it's pronounced Nilesh. One of the most popular names, Patel, of course, in India. Okay. So I'm thinking it's, okay, it's one of those scams, emails. Oh, you know, Alicia's in Europe, and she lost her wallet and her money. And <laughs> please send money because she's going to be killed if you don't send it to her. Oh, okay, like I'm going to believe that. So I don't believe this guy but he doesn't leave me alone. And I, I converse with him. We go back and forth literally for three months, three, like, months. three wow. months. We go back and forth. Now let's go back to three and a half months before anybody contacts me. I mean, I did get some people that responded, but three and a half months later on Craigslist, when you put something on Craigslist, you're at the very top of the list. Oh yeah. You're like, wait, 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 wait. What am I on page 15? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, three and a half months later, how did this guy find me is. Myronic. Yes. Very, very, <laughs> and not my responsibility. And so, so I entertain it. And finally, I'm like, well, this guy hasn't gone away. I haven't given him anything. Turns out I, I, was, I didn't need him first anyway. I found that from a buddy of mine. You have to go to a recording studio first to do your voiceovers and all that stuff. I didn't know. Like I said, I knew nothing yeah. about this business. That would actually make sense. Right, right. And then they put the animation to, to your voices. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that does make sense. And then you put the music last. So anyway, I send this guy money. Uh, from my bank to his bank, they convert it to the Indian rubies and he performs and he does quite well. Now, what's really trippy about this story is we're midway into this project, about six months, nine months in. And he tells me, emails me and tells me his brother, his little brother contracts leukemia. He's all, is there anyone you know that can help? And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I got Dr. Brown. She's on, she was helping me with, which is a whole nother ironic story so he contracted leukemia after after he did he oh was a healthy God. child i didn't realize he contracted leukemia after after i thought that was just the link between guys. no no wow so he gets leukemia after um and then dr gail brown who helped me with the research which is another myronic story because i got her from being a, an insurance client referred to me by one of my realtors in my group <laughs> right love it she refers me. She and I talk for an hour before we even talk about insurance, finds out what we're, what I'm doing. Cause she goes to Tony Robbins and I've done Tony Robbins and, and she ends up not being on my board per se, but she helped consult when it came to leukemia. Cause she was, she was a Stanford, not Stanford, Harvard med school. And then she, um, she was an oncologist and then went into research as a scientist, uh, for leukemia. And I'm like, 
<laughs> wow. Right. I mean, you just, you can't make this stuff up. No, yeah, that is the point. Certainly of not me. I'm not that smart. This up. I'm not that smart. We couldn't put this together if we tried. No, no. So she, unfortunately, she does say that if, if, if they lived here, they probably could have been cured, but they're in a third world country. Anyway, his little brother passes, and, which is a very sad part from, the, from that aspect. And at the same token, he just had a baby. And so they brought a new life into the world for the mom and dad as a granddaughter. And so that's a beautiful part of it, the cycle of life. But he and I, Nilesh Patel, believe, and I get goosebumps talking about it right yeah. now, even though I got a long sleeve on. <laughs> we, we know we are connected spiritually for a reason. Oh, my God. And, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. And what's the name of the video? Justimagineif.org. It's, it's the a, most beautiful thing. Everybody needs to see this. I will tell you, you're going to laugh and you're going to cry. And it's just, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it was fun. It was, the, uh, as far as I understand, the, the world's first animation video for kids with leukemia. To, oh, wow. Really? Yeah, to teach them how to think themselves healthy. Now, we're not saying don't keep doing your treatments. Do whatever you got to do. But if we can get them optimistic and we can get them to think in a way that epigenetically they can heal themselves. Now, keep in mind, I hadn't finished. Here's the next step. All right, step next, breadcrumb. So let's <laughs> skip ahead a little bit. I haven't finished a teen book. I haven't finished a teen website. I haven't finished this video. And Jackie says, hey, why don't we do children's books? <laughs> And I'm like, you got, are you kidding me? I don't want to do children's books. There's enough cute books in the world. I only want to help people. So I was only in, you know, my desire was to create products and projects that would help people. And I just didn't, didn't think uh, how a children's book could do that. Uh, and, my, and, and to give you a little backstory, Jackie's an elementary school teacher. She'd been a credentialed teacher in California for over 30 years. Uh, what and, grade did she teach? predominantly third grade, but she okay. started in kindergarten, did first grade, did second grade, and, and then ended predominantly a, as a third grade teacher. And, and so it was natural inclination for her to want to do children's books. Yeah. It's just that I was like, eh, you know, so I rejected her <laughs> until, until another myronic incident happened. I was reading a book by Wayne Dyer and he talked about this book written by Dr. Bruce Lipton. So what I normally do when I see something that's referenced in one book that I like that they reference, I'll go buy the next book. So I did. Uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, The Biology of Belief. I'm, Jackie and I are in bed. We're reading, you know, when you're kind of tilted upward and leaning against a headboard. And I'm like, OMG, <laughs> Jackie, you're right. She's like, what? We have to do children's books. And here's why. And I shoved the book, literally, I like, shoved the book in front of her face. <laughs> you got to read this. And it was all about brainwaves. And it was all about why children end up, the apple didn't fall far from the tree and how brain was, and I won't go into that now because it's a little cumbersome, and, uh, but right there, that spark ignited, and I'm like, oh my God, I don't need another project. I don't need another project. I, I'm, I'm still working on the team book, the team website, the animation video, and we're gonna start another project, <laughs> mind you, and I'm, I'm running an insurance agency, and I volunteer at my kid's school, and I coach sports, and I'm like, I don't even know how I'm doing it, but like the Nike creed, you just do it, and, and, and so I did, and started that that project. So Nilish back in India, I say, hey Nilish, by any chance can you do illustration work for books? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's even e that's easier for us than animation. So that bread come right there. And now as I go back, I needed. There's a couple things here before we even get into Max Rhymes. Before I could do Max Rhymes, 
I needed to do the meetings in the business offices because I needed to research. As I, as I mentioned, as a, as a teacher, you become a way better student. Yeah. I needed that research. I needed to do the team book because it did push me into deeper research. I needed to do the animation video because it pushed me into deeper research on epigenetics, brainwaves, and things of that nature. And I needed to meet Nilesh Patel. And so all of those things had to happen in the order in which they happened. And, and, and I thought I was going not crazy in a, in a, I got to go to the psych ward crazy, but I, I literally going, I'm an idiot. What the heck am I doing? And then until that one faithful day, the bathroom scene, which completely changed my life. And I just don't know if we have time to talk about that. Oh, here. of course we do. You know? Gotta, gotta go into that. <laughs> do we you have can't time? Be like... Are you sure? I mean, we could save that for episode three. Well, How do you want to do it? We're we're just gonna, we're gonna keep going because okay. we're we're gonna have this is gonna be a two part series because our conversation our our How we met is just too damn crazy. So we're just gonna keep okay. on going. Well, I'll just keep trucking that. Keep going. So the um, one day and by and by the way, in between all that, I moved houses. So we had the, this, this big house and all the kids grew up there. And then I'm like, if I'm gonna bite off on all of these projects, I gotta downsize. I need a smaller footprint. I need a smaller burn rate because I am burning cash at a pace I am not comfortable with. And so I just knew I'm, a, I'm conservative by nature, so I knew. So I made that move, but the house we bought is, is smaller, of course, but it needed a master bedroom. It, it was only a two bedroom. So we needed a master bedroom suite and all that. And, and of course, because I understand construction, I take on that project as well. So I'm my own general contractor. And what, year, what years are these at this point? Uh, that part when I moved and I'm, and I'm knee deep in all of these projects are now five years ago. So the onset of all of this started in 2006. So we're saying 2015 as when I'm in knee deep in all of these projects. Okay. okay. Uh, and before I really go hard on, on Max Rhymes, which first started as inspirational nursery rhymes, but it was just too long, too, too many syllables. So we changed it to just Max Rhymes. I, I finally did finish the teen book, the teen website and the animation video. Cause I just, I needed to do that. But uh, three years ago, I think about a year after we moved into this house, house, and I was pulling my hair out. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Even Jackie's going, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, the kids' college money. I mean, what are we doing? It was, it's crazy. But I felt like I couldn't stop. Um, and I'm, I'm a very pragmatic person. And I'm, and I'm conservative. I'm not a huge risk taker. These are all the little things that I'm going, it's going against my normal nature your higher self was talking. Yeah, but I couldn't, and I couldn't stop. So here comes the bathroom scene. Okay. No and after the bathroom scene, we'll take a little pause. Okay. And then we'll go, then we're going to move that. We're going to end it there, because isn't that great? You always want to end with something really funny. <laughs> the bathroom always yeah. ends everything. There you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Things just come out. No, so I, I come, I'm home. They nope. do really do come <laughs> No pun intended. <laughs> okay. I didn't even think that. Look at that. You got a potty mouth. Potty mind. I got the potty mouth. She got the potty mind. Anyway, um, that's how I started rhyming. Everything rhymes with poop, by the way. As a, 
as a dad that writes children's books and nursery rhymes, everything can rhyme with poop. But I digress. Right. So anyway, I am going crazy. I'm at the office and then I come home. No one's here. And we got an old house. So it's almost 100 years old. So it's got plaster walls. And I'm like, okay, I got to scream. I, I have to let out this pent up negative energy. So I go to the kid's bathroom. Mine wasn't done yet. Um, and, and it's all plaster walls. And I'm going, oh, I got neighbors here. My old house, I didn't have neighbors that close to me. I could yell in that house. No one can hear me. Here, I'm a little concerned. So I go to the bathroom, close it, and got all these solid walls. And, uh, and I, start, I start like this, this rant. And for like 30 seconds, I'm like, what do you got me doing? Why? I don't know what I'm doing. This is for real. I mean, again, you can't make this up. And, and something hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is BS, except I spelled it out. <laughs> this is BS. I can do this. I can do anything. And all of a sudden, a lightning bolt went through me like I have never felt. I Ooh. energized from head to toe. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Did I piss somebody off? I'm literally, I'm looking up. And by, maybe you're about to be abducted. Yeah, and by the way, I'm standing up. And I'm like, I, it's exactly what I said. Oh, shit. Did I piss somebody off? <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, are you telling me I'm on track? <laughs> by this time, I, I, the lid's down the toilet. I sit down. I have to sit down. And that's when I, I sat down. And, I, and that's when I looked up with my hands still up. Are you telling me I'm on track? And again, I get this whoosh of energy that went wow. through me like a ton. And I was able to ask yes or no questions for a yes. I was able to, I, I would get this, this energy sensation for no, I'd get nothing. But for the life of me, I can't remember. And I was able to ask for like 30 seconds. But for the life of me, I don't remember any other questions except the first one. Are you telling me I'm on track? I don't remember any other questions oh, I wow. asked. And, and because they weren't necessary weren't relevant or maybe i didn't maybe i needed to know in the moment but i don't need to know to keep going right. I, don't, I don't know but that's what it, it it did for me is it is it kept me going it gave me the motivation it's like okay well i mean if you're telling me i'm, I'm on the right track i'm like i don't understand how i'm on the right track again conservative pragmatic insurance guy always gets my ducks in a row i always know down to the penny what my bet my checking account, you know, balances too. I'm, I mean, I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> and, and I am the complete <laughs> freaking opposite. Now, isn't that ironic? And yeah. here we are together. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so it's, yeah. So that bathroom scene was extremely powerful. You and, had an epiphany. Changing. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I felt like I got, uh, I, I just got the answer. I just got the answer. No, and then that's awesome. We can go into Laura Lynn Jackson and the signs I got further down the road because I actually said, and in, in we'll end it here, but I told, okay, God, I won't, I won't question you again. Well, I lied. <laughs> I did probably three or four more times because you get stressed out and, oh God, and, yeah. and you do question again and, and come to find out that's normal. I didn't want to question, but I did because again, I got stressed out. And that's when Laura Lynn Jackson comes into my life, vis-a-vis Miss Myronic. Yay. <laughs> well, that's a great place for us to stop. And then we're going to continue this conversation in what's going to be episode three, because I'm going to explain the side of following the breadcrumbs that led me to Todd in the most Myronic way possible, where I was doing the same thing, where I was like, I don't understand 
what I am doing. I have no clue why I'm doing this, why I'm feeling compelled to do this. Why am I going into this line of work? Why am I, you know, why, 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 why? But there's actually a much bigger reason behind all of it. And that's my already. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Okay, everybody, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for joining us on That's Myrony podcast. We hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to our podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but could possibly have the biggest impact on your life because that's Myrony. Alicia and I wouldn't have created this podcast if it weren't for us paying attention to our own personal Myronies and started connecting those spiritual breadcrumbs. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch Myronies appear in your life, just like the guest in our next episode. And please connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and our website at that'smyrony.com, where you can share your unbelievable Myronies. We would love for you to share this episode with your friends and family, and also comment, like, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And remember, if something happens that makes you say, hmm, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you all next time.